0: Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. On this week's episode, I am joined by Matt Hafey of Trivium. We talk a little bit about In the Court of the Dragon, their new record. But, I mean, we get into so much more. It was an absolute blast reconnecting with this old friend. I mean, I could tell you everything that we just talked about, or I could just let you listen to it because that's what you're here for, right? Anyways, without further ado, I bring you my chat with Matt Hafey of Trivium there it there you is go. yeah dude long time i am sitting yeah. down with an old friend matt heafy hey how do you pronounce your last name real quick I you, nailed dis- I you nailed it i did okay it's good. actually
1: heafy it looks like Hefey, but it's heafy
0: he fucking i knew i know i knew that from back in the day but you i just it. forgot and i was like all right i think it's heafy that's pretty you nailed,
1: pretty- <laughs> it. You nailed <laughs> uh,
0: it long time though as you said though man. When, was yeah, the, man when was the last time was that like uh the mayhem tour or something like that
1: Damn, I think it actually was Mayhem. Uh it might have that would have been Mayhem what 2015 16 something like that. Yeah. And that was a, a long ago. time ago, yeah, and the first <laughs> time we ever toured together, it's funny, I just did an interview a second ago, they were talking about the Metallica shows in 2006, that was the first time oh, I think we right. toured together, oh, 06 festival runs, yeah.
0: Yeah, when we were out there in Europe with uh, yep. with with the, everybody, that, I completely had forgotten about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they mentioned that today, like, so what was it like? I was like, well, it's pretty awesome, I was like, Metallica, Thought, Avenged, Bullet, and Us were the, the three up and coming dudes of the metal scene so it's great to be up there for doing a misfit song together they asked me specifically about the misfit song
0: yeah well and then what was another one we did the misfit song and then we did there was a couple songs that they put, brought us up on stage for I don't really
1: I, know that I, was the only one we were able to make but okay. I, I like the bar setup looks awesome
0: mm, thank looks you really good, uh, yeah uh thanks for being on here in case anyone needs the uh, needs to know this is Matt Hafey of Trivium and uh, i'm pretty sure if you're tuning in right now you already knew that um uh basically i uh, just really excited to have you on man i was just listening as as you were uh, about to come on here i was listening to the new record uh in the court oh, of the yes. dragon Thank just you came so out much. a few days ago right
1: came out on friday yeah so it's been very very short short well, ago congratulations on that release man thanks man yeah we're super happy with it it's finally after I can't believe we have 10 records now uh which is pretty yeah. insane um records one through seven were always like different country liked a different record different fans liked the different record people would fight over which ones their favorite ones or which one they thought were good or which ones weren't good yeah. find the last three it's like everyone just agrees like all right we like these three together which is good because there was like factions that said two was the best that said fourth was the best fifth was the best and now with seven eight nine, or sorry eight nine ten damn they're all they're all happy
0: Damn, ten records. That's that's it's insane. A it's a lot. Yeah. it's a lot. I think we've done seven, if, I'm, if I, my memory serves me well, um, but it probably doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great record, though, man. I was listening Thanks, to man. it. And it's like I love that you guys just keep doing what you do. It's just thrashy metal shit, and it's fucking. Thank you really so bad. much, man. I appreciate uh, it. I appreciate I it. I did hear uh, Apollo talking about it on Liquid Metal um, on on SiriusXM the other oh, day. Yeah, yeah. And he mentioned that one of the songs, I can't remember the, the name of uh, which one it was, was actually a demo from the last record, wh- or he had demoed it out from the last record, and oh, then you yeah. guys reimagined it. Like you came over to his house and worked on the vocals with him on it and uh, re put it back out. And I was just wondering, is that a common practice? Have you ever, have, or is this the first time you've gone back to an old song that didn't necessarily make the cut for whatever reason on, the, on, the, on another record?
1: I'm curious actually which one that is. Like when you said that, I was looking at the track list. I wonder which one that is. Damn. Wonder I wonder if I wonder <laughs> someone from, uh, yeah, I, maybe that's no way back just through, but what's I, the one I thought you were going to mention was actually the Phalanx. So the last song on the record Ooh. we wrote as a track for our fourth record and our fourth record Shogun is like one that, i mentioned the factions like people usually say it's ascendancy yeah. or it's shogun or it's in waves and the shogun fans are, are some of the most intense ones because that's like the really proggy record with like the 13 minute song like all right that's the best record phalanx was written for that record we couldn't figure out how to finish the middle and we basically put it on the back burner i thought it was me forever and paulo mentioned one day, he's like, hey, we should bring the phalanx back and so we brought the phalanx back and actually finally came up with that middle section and then There it was. We did that one other time with the song Silence of the Snow, which is actually our seventh record. That was also a song written for the fourth record that we couldn't figure out the middle and then figured it out before then.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't don't know that we've ever done that. I think we've brought out like ideas from songs that didn't make the record, but I don't know that we've actually taken a whole song that didn't make the record and reimagine it like that. Yeah, because it, it wasn't like it was like
1: a B-sider thing, but we just could not yeah. figure out how to finish. I remember Phalanx, we actually took the middle section of that song and put it in a different Shogun song, a song called Torn Between Sil and Charybdis. Man, I like song, I like long song titles, don't I?
0: Seriously. <laughs> well, I was looking at the album title too. Like also, by the way, the artwork is is badass for uh, in nuts. the Bird of the Dragon. Thank and you. I also like if you bring it up on your phone, it it shows, like it has like movement, like dust settling or something like that. Did you notice that?
1: I didn't notice that on. Does it have on Spotify or something? On uh, Apple. Holy cow! I got to check that. out. I didn't know we have that. That's amazing.
0: It's really cool. Remember. It almost looks like some sort of like NFT thing or something. Holy cow! That's amazing. Uh, Damn! I, I, I didn't know that. At, I was like, either that or I was really hungover this morning when I was looking at it. I
1: don't know. <laughs> we just did a we just did a beer party release on what was it Saturday night? And man, yeah, it's like that many drinks. This. Like this day and age, I think once you're like a dad, now that I'm a dad, like it hurts yeah. 10 times more. And then our, our kids woke up super early. But so the the painting of that record actually. So we knew the stuff we had coming around was pretty epic. And I said to myself and to the guys, like I wish someone like Caravaggio was still alive. And I want to find one of those 1700s painters. And so I scoured the internet and found this one painter named Matthew out of, out of France. And he is as good as the 1700s dudes. We hit him up, gave him the concept, gave him the title. I don't even think we showed him any music. He didn't really know our band, didn't really know any metal. The second draft he had was that. And we're like, wow. this is perfect. So I, spent, I think he spent about four months painting this thing. Had it made, uh, had it ornately framed, sent to the UK for photos and stuff, then sent to Birmingham for a beer like release party where that painting was just there. People yeah, I, showed saw up. That
0: on your, I saw that on your Instagram. That wh- wh- Why? Are you where are you at in the world right now?
1: <laughs> I'm back in back in Florida at home, but we were actually in Mount you were Pleasant. In,
0: you were in UK though on Saturday.
1: No, so that was in Orlando. We decided oh, that to do was another Orlando, one. Yeah, inside. so we try to make it like this multiple world hit at the same time. Um, but we did a, a party where the original painting was actually there. We did a br- uh, beer collaboration with Dig Brew in Birmingham, in like the birthplace of heavy metal, and that had three of. My favorite bands in the world play it. So we had Malevolence, Silosis, and Tesseract all play that, like basically oh, a wow. paintings unveiling. Um, we zoomed in from Mount Pleasant, Michigan off the Megadeth tour. So we were actually at a casino that day, zooming in. Um, it was uh, a five to 10,000 people a night, which is pretty crazy for metal, pretty yeah. crazy for Hatebreed, Trivium, Lamb of God, Megadeth. Didn't miss one show, uh, didn't miss anything. Nice. Um, we actually did have our tour manager slash monitor guy contracted breakthrough COVID like show three. And we're like, before we knew for sure, we're like, he looks a little sick, dropped him off at a hotel. All took our tests, drove to the venue, took our tests again, walked out of the bus would like, check it out. We're all good. So we, we basically did two weeks of tour without a tour manager monitor guy. And we just like freaking DIY TM'd and monitored That's like ourselves. going back to the
0: van days right Dude, there, man. Dude, it
1: sucked. It sucked. Like we had to be double masked, had to like stay further away. Because like the, the tour was already operating under like a pretty intense bubble. Yeah. Um, my wife and I both had breakthrough be- like months before the tour. So I couldn't even, I can't even currently contract it again, at least for another... I don't know what the precedent is. I think it's like three or four months.
0: Yeah, it was, whatever like it is, there it's there's new information every day. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it.
1: So as I told Randy, and he agreed, like I am the safest person to open mouth kiss on this entire tour, and he kept saying he's like, man, I wish. did, so did you like, guys
0: kiss then, or what? I
1: told him he should have he should have when I had it. Like yeah. he said that he was tempted to fly down. Him and Mark wanted to fly down when was I it had like talks
0: when we were kids. You I be think so. It get it, get yeah, it, get it over with.
1: Well, some uh an unvaccinated coworker got it to my wife who was vaccinated. She gave it to our kids who they're t- two and a half, so they couldn't get it. And then my son sneezed in my face like four times that day. I was like, man, if he had this, I would have it. The next day I woke up, was like, Yep, I got it. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> so why I
1: mean- Yeah, it needs that like intermediary. So Randy was like, I should have wrestled with your kids. I was like, Yes, you should have, and you would have gotten yeah. it.
0: <laughs> what a great lineup though. I didn't realize that uh, everybody was on that. On that tour that you just yeah, mentioned, I mean, it was so. It makes fun, perfect man. sense to me when I hear Trivium playing with Megadeth, though, because I was listening to you know your guys' discography over the last week, and I was like, they're kind of like the new Megadeth in a lot of ways. Thanks, like it's just like really, really rad, intricate rhythms that you know are. It's it's just a really cool throwback to some thrash metal, and I think it's thank you very much. Cool you guys still doing that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's a blast, man. That, that tour was the most fun. I think it was like the most fun U.S. tour ever, besides like. We were only able to hang out with our bus. So it was like us outside with just our dudes. and But it was right. pretty great. Paulo, Alex and I all brought our laptops out, played Call of Duty every day if we weren't watching watching the bands. So three, the, all three of those bands, are three of our favorite bands, Hatebreed, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Great bands to tour with. Um, the days off, it was like everyone knows I love food. That was tricky. It was, we made sure every meal was outdoors. So I had to find really good stuff that also had outdoor seating. So we made it through. I mean, we played every precaution because we're like, we're not missing a damn show because we saw right. a lot of tours. Like they would it's have tough, like man. a crew member, a band guy, and they would shut it down for one to fourteen days. And we're like, these big bands can afford that. We can't. We cannot right. miss a show. So thankfully, all those extensive, annoying protocols that we did didn't miss it one. Out. I think that well, was a record.
0: A lot of the bands. I mean, I was I was texting with Robert Trujillo the other day. Um, I was going to possibly go out to Aftershock in Sacramento and uh i was just texting with him and i was like would i get a chance to see you say hi or anything like that he's all no man we're in like a tight bubble like so then i kind of decided i was like i don't i don't want to go back to my first like festival and hang out with all my friends and not really be able to hang out with my friends yeah. like like fuck that <laughs> yeah
2: yeah oh what's going on everyone brando here haven't been around for a while because i am busy you know i'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids and when it comes to dinner i'm just looking for an easy way out but there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier, Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on Air With You because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So, it's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Shoot. This is some quality. Quality pork right here. Nice thing is it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing my macros are gonna be imbalanced This is this is what I need. This is good. Oh my god It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing All I had to do was sign up meals get shipped right to my house every week They have a wide selection to choose from dude. They had dill crusted chicken. They had chili if You want to check it out head over to factormealscom drinks with J 50 and use code DRINKSWITHJ50 to get 50% off. That's code DRINKSWITHJ50 at factormills.com slash DRINKSWITHJ50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I know. It's a mouthful. But so is this meal. So I'm going to keep eating it because, man, this is good.
1: Like, uh we did not Fest, and that was really, like, even – like, our, our tour was – I felt like our tour had had a good level, then theirs was like another level of security. Like they like had a separate compound for our tour, and then for Not Fest itself, because we were all out there and they weren't. Like the other ten or fifteen bands, I thought that was pretty interesting that they that they put a tour kind of segregated off. I thought that was an interesting idea, like
0: for a festival. Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to. It's it's things just got back. You know, yeah. I mean, there's, it's going to be tri- a lot of trials uh, of of what what protocols should be. But, exactly. Um, yeah. like but The big I'm, thing
1: with me, like early on, I was always like, I'm never going to think of this any other way. Like, I'm not going to think mm-hmm. this is not a political thing. This is just a virus. Like, I'm right. just going to think of it like with my kids, you know, you think about the amount of vaccinations, like children have to get hepatitis and there's a freaking chicken pox vaccine. I would have loved to have gotten that to not have chicken Did pox. They have as a kid.
0: That? Oh man. Yeah. Like they didn't
1: have it when I was a kid. Yeah. So that one's, that one's mm-hmm. new. Our kids got that. So they'll never have to have chicken pox. Um mine wasn't bad, you know, being like how old do they have to be? Whatever.
0: I've got a four and a, I've got a four and a half year old. Son. I
1: think you can get that like now, I think. Ours had it at a t- little under two years old. Maybe he already had it. I mean, yeah, maybe I, I don't yeah. Know.
0: I'm the bad dad. I don't know what they just shoot him up with <laughs> shit. I don't know.
1: It's all good. <laughs> Ours are like super superhuman now, it seems like. Well, I was like, I remember my dad getting chicken pox. When I was like 12 or so. And I just remember oh, wow. seeing him in the pick like the push-up position next to his bed, puking into a bucket. I was like, this is insane. Like I swear, in my memory, he was like doing a push-up. Um, yeah. Anyway, That'd I digress. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you did mention days off and being a being a bit of a foodie, and you guys did did your uh album and art launch at a beer uh uh beer garden or beer festival what, what was what tell me a little bit more about that and why I, I think there was a beer that went hand in hand with that artwork right yep. and yep so we did
1: the one in the UK we were super jealous about missing that one and thankfully one of our favorite beer bars in the country red light red light there in orlando they like have some of the coolest beer uh the owner's a really good friend of ours who brews all his own stuff. We had the last two launches there. We actually just did the launch here as well. This was a nice five, ten minute-ish drive and just had a bunch of people from Orlando come out. We had Black Magic Pizza there. It was an amazing local pizza place. Just hundreds of Trivium supporters came out. We just ate pizza and drank beer in the parking lot. It was awesome. I it loved like it. It was like a great time. Dude, I mean, it was so fun. It was so fun. Especially yeah. because the last tour, we didn't really hang out with anyone. There weren't any meet and greets. We didn't really leave backstage. And this time, we're like, you know what? We're home good to go let's let's just all hang out and everyone had an amazing time
0: how long are you going to be home for before i mean you did as you said the album just came out so i imagine there's a follow follow follow-up tour
1: yeah um, we decided we wanted to do one crazy small club show that we're doing this thursday we're doing a live stream twitch show this sunday uh we have a european slash uk run coming up it's trivium and heaven shall burn fit for an autopsy and tesseract the only thing is like every country has such different regulations and restrictions right now so I've been telling everyone like we're still the plan is still that it's happening, but we don't really know yet. <laughs> like we're preparing yeah. for it. Worst case, a tour that size, it just gets moved. Like it right. gets shifted. Like it won't go away. It just gets moved. Um, speaking of touring, like I was just talking with Matt a couple months ago. I was like, dude, when are we going to tour together? We all need to do a proper tour together. Dude, you know, it's funny.
0: I would. I was. I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, I was thinking about it the other day, just randomly. I was like. You you remember when uh, when Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax did their big four? Yeah, I mean, we, in our um, uh, well, timeline, who would be like our big four? You know, what I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely put question. you there. I'd put us in there. We need two other guys, and we could go out and do like a really cool, like That'd just be from freaking our,
1: insane man.
0: Our generation, you know, our generation of metal.
1: You know, it would be. I, I mean, I think Metallica kind of called it. You guys, Bullet, us, and then the fourth. I don't know who the fourth would be. Yeah. but i think that would be freaking arenas we gotta figure, absolutely we gotta figure everywhere. that out yeah yes. we need to figure
0: that out i, I think, think that would be a fun one
1: yes that would be insane that would be absolutely insane i would love that
0: one day but you did mention a little bit of twitch too it's like since the last time i saw you twitch came out and like you were like one of the first guys to go on there um from a band and just do your thing over there i've seen a little bit of it but i'm 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 pretty old school, man. I don't really get Twitch all that well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what's
1: awesome is like I, I when I first started, it, it's it was like a live streaming platform for video games. That's where like Ninja right. got big. But nowadays, you could do absolutely anything that you love with the camera on and chat to people. Like I think you could even be filming your your podcast with your guests on stream. Like go on live a little bit before, talk to your chat, get some questions from them, do the whole segment, and then kind of do a wrap up with them. But the main yeah. thing is like viewer. Viewers and host being able to speak in that one-to-one, like one-on-one kind of conversation thing. Right, right. Um, but it's, it's amazing. I love it, man. Um, jumped in about four and a half years ago, and it was about four years ago where I started the schedule of it's five days a week, two times a day off tour, and seven days a week on tour. But you have to like, you know, you love doing your podcast. So I, I would yeah. stream that and then put the finals on, you know, the podcast plats. And then
0: we, we've been talking, we've been kicking around that idea for a while, me and the team over here at Drinks With Johnny. So it, it's probably going to happen. I just... I want to make sure I know, I want to go over there and know what I'm doing and not just like Plop in like I did yeah. with this show.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but the key I'm is like, like
0: the- I want to start doing this, so I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's essentially what I did here. But the key definitely is like what's hard during a podcast is like you want to have the conversation between the two, but the viewer, yeah. like just chatting the viewers before and after, I think would be the would be the key. And that's what I love because like mm-hmm. 75 to 90 percent of the time of me on my stream is me playing trivium songs for trivium fans. That's like the main thing, but you could do anything. Like I was telling Randy from Land of God about it because we stream all of our shows from that backpack thing I bring out and uh he was like well what would i do on it i was like you're a photographer you should be having that backpack strapped to yourself or set it up while you're doing shoots and talk about how you frame shots and what you do with that like it's really whatever you love whatever you like to do i just popping the camera on like it's it saved me because matt and i have the same warm-up and only a couple other people will understand how long the warmup is that Matt and I have to do and how specific <laughs> and the yeah. conditions in which they apply. So thankfully for me, instead of being lonely kind of and be like having an to do all day
0: job, right? It, I mean, it is. before the show, it's, I I know Matt, I mean, I I know because I've, I've lived next to the guy doing it for the last few yep. years.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So me like my my formula I think he might be 3 to 8 hours before the show. I'm 5 hours the, the amount of time I do before show and I got right. the full hour. I'm not just pop on the camera, talk to chat like hey, what song should I do now? What scale should I do and just it's less lonely and yeah, less yeah, just yeah. like sitting there.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. You so you do your warm-ups with the chat. That's pretty cool.
1: Every warm-up, every sound check, every show um the warm-ups can be scary because like when you I first started doing pain. it, I
0: don't know if I, if I could do that
1: because <laughs> my voice would pop. Sometimes I mean, today I was trying to do the whole record kind of with like a light warm-up and my voice is squeaking and cracking, but you just, it, it almost helps shed away all that. Now I don't mind doing that on stage. Not mm-hmm. that we allow that stuff to happen, the mistakes and stuff, right. but yeah. it's a blast. It's kind of the stuff that I was going to do anyway. I'd rather have friends there
0: is the way I think of it. Yeah. Are you, are, so I see uh, a, a little reflection of your screen in the back there. Uh, are you on Twitch right now? What what are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I've got this entire setup. <laughs> this is this is my Zoom like conference in call thing. Uh-huh. I've got a DSLR camera here, and then I've got a fret camera here, and then a picking camera here. Um, I've got the stream rig here, which is what, these two monitors. I have your face on one monitor, the stream rig here, and then here's like all the, the music stuff. So it's it's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, man. But it looks like it, it looks very, it looks like organized chaos. Um, Thanks. I saw, I saw the the setup um, on your, again, on your Instagram. I saw Thanks, you taking man. pictures of it and I was like, yeah, this is a, this is pretty, pretty intricate. It's,
1: it's, it's, it is, it's intense. And there were no guides when I started. Like I was like, how do I stream music on here? Everyone's like, uh, we can only show you how to stream Fortnite. But I got the idea of the double setup from Fortnite streamers. Cause I was, when I first got into it, I got really heavily into playing Fortnite. I was actually, com- I actually competed in one of like the world tournaments and ninja actually killed me ninja's the one that like blew twitch up
0: yeah i uh... heard about i know i've heard i've heard the name matt you as you know matt's more of the gamer in our band (laughs) too and uh yeah but i i i actually tried to play with my nephews some other game just yesterday they were showing me and they're like they're they're seven and nine years old and they were just demolishing me i was like i don't even know what i'm doing here
1: it's incredible (laughs) like the growth rate like people get like um we've I, I play with, I play games with a lot of people from my channel. I remember when a new game came out, Valorant. We all started at the same time. And I thought everyone, I was just assume everyone's around my age. And I asked some people in our crew, I was like, hey, how, how old are you by chance? And he's like, ah, oh, 17. And I was like, oh, damn, you're really young, first of all. But then I saw, like, we both started at the same time. And the growth rate was like that because he was younger. Yeah. They've got the younger brains, the younger reflexes. It really is yeah. like, you know, <laughs> 14 to 24 is like peak esports brain and it, it is really interesting to see how quick uh, how quick they can make that happen or be able to meet all these new people from the channel that people that have been building PCs since they were eight. And yeah. it's like, man, I can't even like I don't even like restringing my guitar like in your building PCs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that's such a pain in the ass when you're out, when you're at home and you have to do your own stringing. It's like I'm like, man. That's why I always like when I'm just demoing stuff, it's all on like such old strings until I same, finally go. I'm same. like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> I,
1: I hate it. I hate it so much. I've got a couple acoustics. Strings are broken off. I'm like, I'm not using those. <laughs> we
0: definitely sound like a couple of dicks though. You do realize yeah. that what we're saying that oh, like, yeah. all these kids at home who just want to play and do yep. what we do. And we're just like, like we need I, our it's... techs
1: over here. Get <laughs> yeah. over here. Tech, <laughs> tech, my stuff, clean my uh, stuff.
0: <laughs> so, so, uh, as we're looking in the background here, um, what is the significance of some of these posters here?
1: Um, so that's the Black Crusade tour. That's uh, Machine Head and Trivium. We did a co-headline across the UK and Europe in like 2006 or 2007. Trivium okay. Machine Head, uh, Trivium Machine Head, Dragon Force, Arch Enemy, and Shadows Fall. It was like a massive, freaking awesome tour. There's the Unholy Alliance Great, straight tour. Great lineup. Where, uh, in the UK, Unholy Alliance was us and Slayer co-headline. Europe, they headlined. It was us and Slayer, Mastodon, and Amman. I have an angry, angry kid right
0: there. <laughs> so <laughs> I heard him. I was like, "Yeah, how old is he?" Or how old? you have twins, right?
1: Yeah, they're both three. Let me check on him. I'm sure he's good. Yeah, I'm yeah,
0: sure. do yeah. Do your thing, man. All right. This is real life shit right here. I guess now would be a time I could tell you guys to head over to drinkswithjohnny.com. I don't know why. No, oh, no, there's a lot of cool stuff there actually, and uh, extra oh, stuff. And
1: he's like super. He's Almost three, uh, but he can climb like a five year old. So, my good friend bought him a freaking climbing gym for five to 10 year olds, but he's been climbing on it since he was like one and a half. So, he's super physical and he does, he's a daredevil, always doing crazy stuff. And um, he never gets hurt doing the dangerous stuff like picking up concrete blocks or like he can drag a kettlebell or a sandbag. But yesterday he was running, and we're like, you need to go to the bathroom before we leave. He ran, tripped on absolutely nothing, hit his face in the couch, the soft part of a couch, and split this whole part of his face. Oh no. So we thought okay. we had to take him to the hospital, but we yeah. didn't. So we bandaged up, took care of it, and he's still acting like a madman and just hit it. So that's why he's really mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, cra- I know I know that sound all too well. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. How old are your kids? But, Do you have kids? Uh, I have one. I have yeah. one. He's four and a half. Um yeah. he's gonna be five. Actually, I just keep saying four and a half, he's gonna be five in February. Yeah. Um He's awesome. He's 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 such a rad little dude. He's got a, as you know, they they got their own personalities, man. When you start to learn it and start to see it, it's just so cool. And, it uh, really is.
1: And yeah. like the the stuff that they already have from parents is crazy. Like, do do you see a lot of similarities between like your personality traits and your partner's personality
0: traits? Oh, absolutely, yeah. a thousand percent. Like, there's always there's, you know, we always look at each other as like that's you. And when like when he when he does something that emulates my wife, I'm like, you know, he got that from you, right? Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. My wife was like, so Akira, he's like very specific, doesn't like to really be alone, needs things in his exact regiment. Nothing got a place. I'm like, mm, sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he lets all of that for me. It's just. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I'm it's... seeing
0: that. I'm seeing that with everything yeah. in its place in your studio there.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It's a little. It's a little messier than it should be,
1: but it's, it's getting there.
0: It's getting there. Wow. If that's messy, like you should see my writing studio. It is yeah. <laughs> There's shit everywhere. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm a mess. It's,
1: I'm the guy that brings way too much stuff on tour, but I, I, I make sure I, if anyone's ever like, Hey, can I help with that? I don't let them help me. Cause so was like, no, I brought this out. I need to punish myself and it's all perfectly organized. Wow. So yeah, it was weird getting back on tour after being able to just like have everything just so in my house. But this last one was good. <laughs>
0: Man, so what else has been going on? You got a kids. Uh, you're 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 a Twitch streamer now. You got the new album. You guys are getting back out on the road. What else has been going on in your life, I like think, uh, since uh, since 2016 when we last saw each other?
1: Been doing fun collabs. Like I've got like a separate side project. It's just Matthew K. Hafey for the DSPs. But I did a song with Richard Marks. I hit him up oh. one day. I was like, like, "It's like, hey man, let's do a collab." And he's like, I'm in, uh, and we did right here waiting, but I made a metal version that he actually sang on. So he did all the lead vocals in the metal version of his song. So that came out, which is pretty <laughs> sick. Did a That's collab with, really a, cool. yeah, thanks. Did a collab with Mike Shinoda. Um, I sent him this super heavy, like eight string, like modern metal song, and he totally turned it around and made it something entirely different. So little things like that. Um, did some songs like off the, the show from the Viking, uh, like the main, one of the themes from Vikings, like that kind of fun stuff. I'm working on some like Irish traditional songs now, cause, As I'm 50% Japanese, I just found I'm like 47% Irish. So I was like, I want to learn more about this side. got my black metal records coming out in April. It's called Ibaraki. It's Japanese folklore stories. It's kind of like what a lot of bands have done with like Norse mythology, but it's the Japanese mythologies. And the music's like, it's like kind of rooted in black metal, but there's a lot of Japanese traditional instruments on it. I sing in Japanese a little bit and it's pretty proggy and weird.
0: And this is just like a solo stuff, Mm -hmm. solo project. That's cool, man. I didn't know you were doing solo stuff now.
1: Yeah, it's uh that, that Black Metal record. I've been work, working on it for about 12 years, just very, very slowly. <laughs> well, you know, um, you
0: have it, you have that other gig that you need to focus on. Yeah,
1: the Trivium thing takes a minute. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just keep the days super packed with like the streaming schedules are there. And then everything in between is just, you know, obviously kids come first and then still working it. I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in a tent in my backyard with my main training partner for the last 19 months. Um, because we've just been keeping it safe and just going back there. It's been going good.
0: How long and... have you been doing that now? Because I, I, I vaguely remember you were doing that stuff out on the road, too. Yeah, right? I'm
1: about nine years in uh, this March. I'll be nine years in. But it's interesting because, like, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened... If the pandemic didn't happen and I was able to keep the normal routine, I would have been a black belt by now. However, I feel like I'm much better now having just done individual practice with my main training partner and Mm -hmm. being a little further behind as far as like the belt grade goes. So um, I'm really into in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there's all different attacks and stuff, but I'm really into the super dark arts, which is like the leg attacks. For some reason, they consider that the dirtiest stuff, but that's the stuff I'm super into. And he's my main training partner is like a a leg, leg destroyer. So we've been working on that a lot too. Wow.
0: What, yeah. what level are you at now?
1: Uh brown belt two stripe. Wow. Yeah, so it would have been would have been black if this stuff didn't happen, but that's all right.
0: It's, it happens. it <laughs> yeah. is what it is at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> just add it to the pile. But yeah, yeah. just, just mostly the stream mostly the band um we just got a, a cool HQ Trivium did it's an airplane hangar that we're turning into we've got like a live streaming area a stage area writing area studio bedroom bathroom kitchen all that stuff and
0: oh very cool did yeah. you, and uh, that's is that where you guys filmed the uh, the music video for- yes yeah, so we
1: did feast and phalanx there Okay. And um, we're just slowly transforming. That's where we're gonna do this Twitch live stream show. I think that one's gonna be upstairs, and then downstairs. Eventually, we'll do like if we if we decide to do another like pay per view show. We only did one of those, we, um, which actually helped fund the hangar. Uh, but if we do any more of those, we'll film those in the main space of the hangar. And we're talking about doing something fun like. Did
0: you guys rent? Are you guys renting the hangar, or did? We'll Thankfully, buy, buy it. Yeah, oh, bought cool. it
1: off um, Ashley's cousin. We were we were sick of renting a practice place. We're like, let's buy something. And I looked up mm-hmm. commercial, industrial, residential, and um I saw this converted airplane hanger. That was an Airbnb. I mentioned to my mother in was like, man, it's so cool. But it was, it was a little out of our price range. She's like, you know, who's selling one Ashley's cousin and right next door to the one he was selling is his contracting business. So he's been building the whole thing out for us as well. Oh, so just keep cool. it in the family. Yeah. And it's, we love it. Um, everyone moved down to Orlando as well. Our drummer was from California, but he just moved over here the last year. Paula was in Illinois and he moved down. So we're all about 10 minutes from each other and just, Keep doing it. Keep keep working. What is your
0: drummer's name? Alex. How long has he been? Alex, how long has he been? He's been in since, let me check the record years, Uh, 2017. So it would have been right after, because I was like, I don't think that's, when I was watching the videos uh, earlier today, I was like looking at, I was like, I don't think I've met that guy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah maybe maybe not so he's studio drummer four um uh, people for some reason they, they say that we've had like a million lineup changes we've only had four drummers mm-hmm. but everyone acts like it's a lot they always act like it's 10. Uh, we've had another live guy in between them but it was four studio guys but luckily every time we switched, someone someone's like why did, why did you switch why did you switch why did you switch finally when we switched to alex they said now we get what you were looking for um mm-hmm. he's like
0: tw- he's a shredder dude i was listening he's, to he's, I mean, he's nuts, really man. fucking good
1: he's like 25 25 26 he's super young comes Whoa. from comes from tech death and slam and stuff like that we call him the modesto monster but he's just this super sweet insane drummer but like our stuff is very easy for him, but he also plays with like he's played with like gospel stuff and like Latin stuff. So it's really cool to have a guy that could do like black metal, death metal, gospel, Latin, country. Yeah, it just works out. Someone
0: who could just do it all. Do you guys, yeah, do you guys ever like jam some different genres when you're just sound checking and shit?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Um, for some reason, Alex and Corey are always playing Smooth by Santana. I, I don't know the words though, so I never sound lot. They're specifically <laughs> always playing that song. Oh, he's 20, he's 25. Alex is 25. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Did someone just tell you that on the chat?
1: Yes, 25. (laughs) Wait, no, someone says 28. He is not 25. Damn it. <laughs> so he's 20, he's somewhere between 25 and 20. He's 28 now. Okay. We met him. He's, he's in his 20s. He's young yes. to me. He's, he's his a his young 20s. man. He's a young man. <laughs> and uh, everyone just had kids too. Uh, Apollo's got now a three month old. Alex has a three month old. Oh, nice.
0: Congratulations.
1: And then I've got the two three year olds. And then whenever anyone asks Corey, he's so, so he says F that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that but, sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I loved, let's go back to some of, uh, you know, some of the stuff that the kids don't really get to talk about or get to hear about rather um, of when you and I uh, and the two bands were touring together those few times and stuff. And I remember asking, uh, uh, I think it was, it was either Alex or Corey and they were, we were about to go to Brazil for the first time. And they're like this, you you're going to love it. It's insane. They're like, and then we got there and it was all that and more because you guys have been there before us. Yeah, it's so great, man. Yeah, it's great. But then like, the only problem is there, I love how passionate they are, but like when I can't leave my hotel room, it kind of bums me out a little it's bit. tough.
1: <laughs> it is tough. Yeah. The Brazil, oh man, we've only done it once. So it's just the time that we're, we just went and told you guys about it, but going there's actually what got me into jujitsu. Cause I went there and I love the country mm. so much. I was like, I want to do what Brazilians do. And it was basically like soccer or jujitsu. And I always like to pick the harder thing just to try mm. it out. And I, and I picked it and I hated it. Like I hated jujitsu for the first for the first year for sure for the first three years i didn't like it and then it finally started kicking in around year five so it didn't make sense to year five kind of like um i'd love
0: why did you keep going though like when <sighs> i if i don't like something i, I just stop <laughs> i know it's
1: i just like i just like to torture myself i guess because a lot of the games yeah. i'll play it's like too hard and, I'm, and i hate it but i want to get better at it so i just stick with it um but brazil i remember we were taking to we were taken to a restaurant there And I got to try this stuff called feijoada. It's this black beans, like stew that has all these different, like, kind of like the cheap, like discarded cuts of meat into it. Mm -hmm. And it's a beloved, like grandma style dish of Brazil. I remember having that when I had that. And I think I had a caipirinha with that as well. And when I had those two
0: things, like Brazil makes sense. Wait, You actually pronounced it perfectly. I can't even pronounce the drink, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, all the Brazilian fans always laugh when I try and say it, and because uh, I like the drink. And I <laughs> yeah. remember, like, when I was when I was there, like the first time, we had like a little after party with some some of the fans and stuff, and they were making them, and I was like, I don't know what this drink is. Those but it's are amazing. so good, man.
1: They're, they're <laughs> so lethal. The amount of sugar that's in it. There's so much damn sugar. I think it's like two tablespoons of sugar, right. two shots of cachaça, and then like two whole limes per drink. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason why I can say a couple words of Brazilian or excuse me Brazilian Portuguese correctly is because of jiu jitsu. It's like our main yeah. guys. Uh, He's, he speaks Brazilian uh, Brazilian Portuguese but then yeah. I'm terrible with Spanish but I can pronounce por- I can pronounce Polish really well it, it doesn't make sense I can do like wow. a co- I can do 5 to 15 words of like 15 languages no conversations but for some reason Spanish is the worst Polish might be like my best outside of Japanese <laughs> wow. it's very and strange do you, do I, don't, speak, I don't know why do you
0: speak Japanese fluently
1: I did as a kid. Um, and my mom didn't want me to like kind of feel like an outsider because my dad was deployed from a lot of time when I was a kid. So she kind of pulled back and had me stick to English. So I, I did speak Japanese with her, but I sort of lost it. But if and I you remember your told dad was deployed,
0: say, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but oh, no worries. I, this, this this is the part that uh, that I, I'm very interested in because I, I I don't know this about you, but oh, no worries. You, you say your dad was... Uh, was deployed a marine, a, a marine. marine okay. yeah
1: so my dad was a marine station in iwakuni met my mom there uh, she's from hiroshima so obviously hiroshima has an interesting relationship with military and with the states you know it was the spot that was bombed um yeah. i remember the story that my dad told me i never really talked actually i've never mentioned this to anybody besides you um my dad told me that a lot of the people that were in charge were very discouraging of you dating or having a relationship with someone where you're stationed at. So they were super like trying to talk him out of it. And like, they're like, you should not be doing this. I don't know if he, I don't know if I'm, he wants me to say this now, but I guess it's too late. Um, But (laughs) obviously he stuck with it. Um, By the time I was one, they moved away, brought me to San Diego. So we went, Iwakuni to San Diego, uh, Coral Springs, Florida, Arlington Heights, Illinois, and then back to Orlando. So I've been in Orlando since about 10 or 11 years old, but they decided to stay and had a, great family and everybody's still together and happy. But um, yeah, he was a Marine for a long time and my mom was just from Japan. She just picked up and left here. And so my mom's an immigrant um, from Japan and my dad was kind of on and off with different, different stations while she stayed in San Diego and eventually we moved back and we just kept moving around for a while. And then I joined trivia when I was 13 and yeah, he you co- joined Trivium
0: to- when you were 13. Yeah, what they existed.
1: I- they existed for two weeks before I joined. Um, there was a guy, <laughs> uh, Brad, a different Matt, Travis, and Jared was the original lineup. Uh, the original guitar player, I think, quit before they ever practiced, even once. I played my eighth grade talent show with No Leaf Clover. And the high school kids asked me, Hey, do you want to try it for our band? I tried it with For Whom the Bell Tolls. I remember I walked in because they're like 16. I'm like 13. And they're like, mm-hmm. What's this little kid going to do? Played the song perfectly.
0: Yeah, because three years back then, it like really means something. Yes. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And then let me in. Um. Brad eventually left within like two months or so, because he wanted our band to be an industrial band, like okay. Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Skinny Puppy, Rammstein. Like that was the vibe he I'd wanted be for Trivia.
0: I'd, 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 I'd want to hear you guys do something like now, that. Now
1: I'm super into that stuff. Like Rammstein yeah. is one of my all-time favorites now. Great band. Yeah. Um. He basically said, all right, let's split the songs in. After you guys keep the name, I'm leaving. And then we were three-piece and then had in and out of like different bass players, different rhythm guitar players, lead guitar players, couldn't find a singer. And Travis, because he was bigger than me at the time, he's no longer bigger or scarier than me. He's like, you're going to sing. And I was like, okay, I'll sing. So I decided to sing in the band, didn't really know how to sing. So I just like screamed and we're like a three-piece thrash metal band with screaming for a while. And then started getting into, you know, first we were into all the same greats that everyone's into. Then got into heavily into melodic death metal. Like all the Gothenburg bands, like at the Gates and Dark Tranquility, They yeah, got into nice. extreme metal, and then it was metalcore that really like rounded it all off. And the first metalcore bands I got into were Heaven, Heaven Showburn and Caliban from Germany, signed to a German metalcore label, Life Force for our first record, and gradually kept getting into more. Um, and then we got signed for Ascendancy. So that was that was the path, the quick abbreviated path.
0: Wow! And wait, how old were you when you uh, when you released your first Trivium record? See, Ember. Ember, I would have been 2003,
1: 17, 17 or eighteen, oh, I guess and I a He was eighteen. Young you
0: guys were when you started all
1: that. Yeah, we started started way young. Um, I think Corey's like two years older than than me. Paulo's one year older than me. Usually, we're usually the same age. And then uh, Alex is 28. So yeah, it's it's been a while. Like first band, first job. My first band I tried out for was a pop punk band, and I didn't make it. Like my tried songs.
0: I heard about you. You grew up more in the in, pop I punk mean, and uh, ska pop punk and ska that's it was that before you got into metal was it like oh wow okay yep
1: orange county florida like central florida's always been pop punk and ska yeah and so i was in less than jake real big fish blink 182 i tried out for a band with damn it by blink 182 and they never called me back so i was like all right screw guitar i'm done then a kid lent me the Black Album and I was like, that's the kind of music I want to make. And I just try to copy those sounds inadvertently practicing and learning, like not unaware that I was learning and practicing to, to get to this point, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pop punk was the first love. So sometimes like I'll always go back to pop punk. I'm like, man, this this is great. because like I Orange see. County, Florida and Orange County, California are the two capitals of pop yeah. punk. I was just going to um,
0: say that's where I'm at is Orange County, yep, California. Yep. <laughs> those two,
1: they're the capitals. There's yeah. A lot of similarities between our Orange Counties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, shoot, I was gonna go with that. What's
0: the but, uh, what's what's your what's your favorite pop punk show you've been to?
1: One of my I think the f- I can't remember which one was first, but L- real big fish and blink Wayne two are some of the first shows I ever saw. That would have been on Dude Ranch actually. So Blink mm-hmm. was playing House of Blues, and I saw Muse at that same House of Blues before they became a freaking stadium band. Right. I saw them at that the House of Blues Orlando, which was really interesting. I saw you guys at House of, House of Blues Orlando with Mushroomhead. The Mushroomhead oh, tour. Oh yeah, yeah. I was at that. A, I was did... on the floor for that one, like super really? close. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. We did two tours. I I only did one tour with Mushroomhead, but the guys did like a short, an even shorter one before that. But I remember. I love those dudes.
1: Yeah, man. I was in. I was in the. I was probably like four rows back from the front, screaming my head off to every single word for your guys' set.
0: <laughs> oh, for hours. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: you guys are. <laughs> what year would it, What year would that been? That was Waking the Fallen.
0: Okay, so I was definitely there.
1: Yeah. And I remember on waking the fallen on that record, I remember finding a vocal teacher, bringing that record. I was like, help me sing like this guy. And she like, couldn't figure out how to get me to sing like Matt. And Um, I remember like, just like, I was like, I need to hit those notes. I could never hit the notes that Matt hit. And then obviously Matt like started training with Ron then got another 20 octaves. So (laughs) yeah, you're,
0: you're, you're, you're with Ron now too, right?
1: Yep. I've been with Ron since Matt set me up with him in 2013. I blew my voice out 2013, had to cancel the rest of the tour, fly home. I thought it was done. And Matt yeah. texted me. He's like, Hey man, I heard about your voice. Is there anything I can do to help? I was like, what did you do? And he's like, here's Ron's number. He, he hooked me up with Ron before, I think it was 2005 or 2006, but I only did one lesson with him. It didn't make sense um, and then when I trained with him again in 2013, I was like, all right, this isn't going to make sense for a while. I'm just going to stick with this. Mm-hmm. And it really took like two years, just like Jiu-Jitsu, Just like I said, it took me like two years to make sense of any of it. And only still now is like uh, the Ron methods really, really kicking in for me. So Matt, Matt saved my career in 2013. I mean, no one else texted me. Matt was the only one that hit me up. Like, Hey, how can I help? Which is oh, pretty insane. Cool.
0: Yeah. No, and, no, Matt's Matt's a good, a good dude like that. He's always there to help. And yeah, man, it's awesome. Um, yeah, Waking,
1: and- Sounding, those were like the soundtrack to my life when those came out. That's that's I was listening to that nonstop, and then um, City of Evil. That that was also a game changer because I was like, holy shit, the growth between Waking the Fallen and City of Evil, like that's nuts to me. Like what a lot you of people guys didn't call did it
0: growth for- at the time, <laughs> dude.
1: I loved it so much. Well, that's that's of the time that, that's one of the things that encouraged me to make the Crusade. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, Avenge can make this jump and and go to this other realm of like what influenced. Like it, in my mind, it was like you guys were tapping into like before the you guys were into this level, and you're tapping into your heroes, your heroes, mm-hmm. heroes. Is at least what I heard. Um, so that's why yeah, I we grow- definitely
0: we definitely wore our uh, our our heroes on our sleeves on on that on that record, City of Evil. We just just um, a uh, a molding of Pantera, Metallica, and Guns N' Roses, and yeah. you know all the other bands that we grew up loving like that. You know, it was well. I love the proggy techy stuff. Yeah, yeah. The proggy I mean, well, that's, tech that's stuff underneath thing. that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Little Dream Theater stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we always wanted to do. It was just we didn't have the ability earlier on. We we started super young too. I mean, I, I joined the band when I was seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it wasn't until later that we progressed and got better as musicians and songwriters like a lot of people think that it was like oh they don't realize that they went on the same evolution journey that we did like they think it like it was just this conscious decision or whatever and it's like no man this is just how it uh, naturally went for us we always wanted to make more songs like that but we we just didn't have it in our in our wheelhouse yet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely that's so cool, yeah. Because like when I when I saw or when I got to hear the difference between waking the city, that's when we had just released ascendancy, and I was looking at like I thought ascendancy. I was like, man, this thing is metal as hell. But I kept kind of listening to critics and people mm-hmm. were like, you guys are a bunch of emo children saying you're playing metal, and I was like, <laughs> excuse me, I was like, you know, two years <laughs> well, ago I had super too, long, hair. yeah. <laughs> I was like, two years ago I had super long hair. It's like I, I changed the look, you know. I got the swoop, I had the eyeliner, and. I wanted to show people how metal we were. And I was like, well, we're going to tap into the, the roots of the roots. We're not just going to show you like extreme metal and metal core and malak death metal, but instead we're going to show you where we got our thrash stuff from. And then city gave me the confidence. I was like, all right, these guys just showed that we can do this too. Um, and then you guys
0: have done it in great fashion. I remember thanks, man. Um, you guys did a master of puppets cover when we did uh, something for Iron Maiden, when we were back in the back in the day for like, was it Kerrang or metal hammer?
1: Uh, that one was for oh, i have the award up there my kids asking me if i'm done he's like are you done oh wait. Um, yeah i
0: think i think we got like la- no. last couple minutes we're,
1: here. no no we're good man it's, it's I, I i'm loving this um i think we did <laughs> cool. it for it was kerrang master of puppets mm-hmm. and then you guys did kerrang maiden
0: yeah we did kerrang maiden because uh, yep. they it was that summer we we were actually
1: oh shoot we were on that kerrang maiden too i forgot
0: yeah i think uh, what did you guys do on that one did you do trooper was that you guys or was that somebody else? What is We you guys? did Iron
1: Maiden, the song Iron Maiden.
0: Okay, okay. And what did we do? We did Flash of the Blade, I think.
1: Yes, and that was oh okay. eight. And then was that oh eight? Okay. Puppets was two thousand five.
0: And right. I think I it's remember, when Metallica again, you guys do the doing the puppets thing. I, I was in was in Europe in one of those European vans or buses. I can't remember at the time listening, and we all listened to our peers, you know. You know, you, you you see that they're doing something cool. You want to hear it. You guys fucking killed it, man. Thanks, I remember man. going Thank you like, so much. Dude, they sound really good doing this cover.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, you guys are always super cool to us. I remember when we came out and when Ascendancy first kind of, the only time and place we've ever been a press band was the UK. And it was just on Ascendancy. That's where like mm-hmm. every cover, every award, but the rest of the time, like press doesn't talk about us. Mm-hmm. Um, and other bands weren't stoked on us because the first Korean cover we did, we said, I was 18, so I'm allowed to say, outlanders things i said we're going to be the next metallica and so every band we would tour with was just like all right here's these shitheads and we were bullied and treated like crap by so many of our favorite bands coming up like dude this sucks and then that was another look of one that actually added the fuel to the fire of the crusade so it's like all right i want to show people that we're you know we're not just into what they think is the modern stuff like this comes from a couple lineages before that right which is really interesting but when we were talking about that that was making me go back to We really got to do that modern four. I just don't know. I I know it's you guys and us. I know it's you guys and us. And we just got to think, who are the other two?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just got to figure that out. But I I, I, 1000% agree because I was thinking about it. And when I thought about it, I was like, well, definitely Trivium. And then who else? We got to be able to come up with our big four. Go take this to the sheds in the summertime. It would would
1: destroy. It would destroy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks like nowadays, it's like. It's strength in numbers, but not in the sense that it used to be like the touring kind of idea of like mayhem Ozfest, I think has changed and it's kind of not really there yeah. because I mean, they were, there were great. The eras that we all did them together. But nowadays it seems like people either want to do like a weekend destination festival with like two stages or they want to do like a four band bill in the sheds. It was right. like that Megadeth, Lamb of God hate free trivium. That was more people than some of the years we did like like rolling festivals. Yeah. like a, like a rolling US festival which was pretty interesting to see that
0: cuz you guys you guys stayed more you guys didn't do any warp tours right
1: no that's like the only one we never did um we never did warped here but we did festivals with those lineups essentially in like other countries but never gotcha. here
0: gotcha yeah i was just curious cuz that was that was uh that was our first rolling festival was warp tour then we only did one ozfest and then a couple uproars and then the mayhem we did with you guys yep. and uh who else was on that stage with us it was, was you guys it, was corn bullet? you corn. guys corn
1: bullet kill switch hmm. and then we were closing the Jaeger stage that tiny rolling stage with speakers built into a truck and then it was like a <laughs> oh, 20
0: stage. Oh. That 20
1: minute walk just to find the toilet at main stage and catering because like we were on this Megadeth tour and so every day we'd be like holy crap we did ozfest here in 2005 and our ozfest we were one of the bands that played between 9 and 12 a.m oh early So we were like holy crap this is so much better than you know playing nine o'clock in the morning and walking 30 minutes to backstage to get catered to walk back and then this time we were just there so it was was funny reflecting back that 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 many years ago wherever you're listening to this podcast make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review if you want to listen to this show ad free head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck.
0: I just remember the the, the Jaeger stage and the Jaeger guys out and everybody like at the after parties and stuff. Literated. Like yeah.
1: I remember our, one of our after parties, like people got pretty screwed up. We did like a jungle juice party that my dad told me about from the military where they just buy the cheapest clear liquors possible, fill it into a trash can and cut it with something sweet. So we just buy a bunch of crappy, like high sea or right. Hawaiian punch. Didn't,
0: didn't we like trade off on. uh? after parties like each yes. band hosted a different after yes. party during the tour
1: yes and ours was the jungle juice night and like a bunch of people were like oh you know normally don't drink but i decided to try this because it's you guys and we're like oh man you really screwed up like i wasn't drinking that stuff that that stuff was disgusting there's a lot of Everclear in it
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think i drank that either i was like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna drink what i what, um, what's yes. on my rider but anything I'm out of hang a trash out. Gonna can hang out. yeah like, anything worry.
1: out of a trash can should not be consumed
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think that wasn't like the the drummer from black tide wasn't he out there DJing most of the parties too? was that, am I getting the, 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 I don't think he was. Parties. I don't
1: think he was, I don't think he was DJing and doing that stuff yet on, on that run. Cause that was like 20, what freaking tour was that? The 2011 that we did it? 2010? I think it might have been is it that early. Run. I think so. Because mm-hmm. I didn't blow my voice up till 2013. And then we did a mayhem in 2011, but that was a uh, disturbed Godsmack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try number when years, when yours was. Maybe yours was 2012 then. It was 2012 it was. or it was 2010? It was one of those two.
0: Maybe it was a different tour later that uh, the Black Tide guys were on, and he was doing DJing because you did, did we did parties on that too. Maybe we did a second mayhem, but I don't know. It's all blurred together. It is. It now. is blurry. Yeah, it is blurry. <laughs> and then we
1: were talking about Rolling Festivals. We did Ozfest 05. We did Sounds the Underground. That was like that. It was kind of like a second stage Ozfest like Rolling tour. I think three mayhem's, two or three mayhem's. Nice. And I think that might be it. But I definitely. Prefer doing like in the states. I prefer doing just like three to four band bill or the weekend festival. I don't like the the touring rolling festival, and I, I don't see how that is even sustainable anymore.
0: Yeah, like in no, the states, it doesn't seem like it is. And yeah, Mm-mm. it's yeah, so it's unfortunate. I mean, when you start when you start seeing those festivals drop off and they're not coming back, and then especially after what happened over the last you know nineteen months, like we were talking yeah. about earlier, it just doesn't make sense. Like the protocols and everything that would have to. I mean, there's no. At the end of the day, someone needs to get paid, right? And uh, yep. I don't think they, I don't think it happens very well on a rolling tour. I mean, yeah, even with the like... Warped Tour, they have a hard cap at how much they'll pay you per show, mm-hmm. um, no matter how big or small you are, or whatever. It's you can only get to like I, I want to say it was something like twenty five hundred dollars back in the day, and it, and if you were on the main stage, and it's like, and even that, Damn, and even that couldn't sustain over over these over the last twenty years. Oh it's man, tough.
1: I've, I've talked to a lot of people that know me, and they're like, "Matt, you would not have done Warped Tour." Like, what do you mean? They're like, "Well, you never know what time you're on stage. Yep. You might get a shower. The food lines are like punishingly long. There's no yep. dresser. And I was like, "Dude, I, I can't do it. I'm too it's, old for it's that." It's very,
0: it's very punk rock, dude. Yeah, <laughs> was, too old for that. Those days are lot, done. No, you, yeah, definitely do that when you're real young. Like we, yes. like we were those were my college years though I, yep. I consider i didn't go to college so i consider those those were my my hard times my college years where yes eating eating and shitting where you where you sleep and all yes like yes it. <laughs> yes
1: absolutely yeah that reminds me like i think right around that time would have been like our van days like when we mm-hmm. would have been on warp tour yeah that's that's how you know, we did it eating taco bell once brutal. a day yeah being broke and Freaking Dude. Denny's sink showers, Waffle House sink showers.
0: Yeah, and then you get to you get to get all excited when you see them golden arches and you know they have yep. a dollar menu. You're yep. like, fuck yeah, we're gonna eat good today. Yep, absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely, man. Jeez.
0: Good oh, old days. Man. Yeah, the good old days. now look at us, uh, you know, these years later. Where's
1: my guitar tech, sir? Yeah, where's
0: my guitar tech? I don't want to change my strings. I got a house with kids and shit i
1: have this dumb running joke so like sometimes people pop in the chat be like hey matt so i read that net worth thing on you like i don't know where those things come out of but so then i made it this new persona when people look at my stream room like well what i do is i built a thing that looks like a traditional house's room to make the common man feel okay when they watch me because i'm actually in a two billion dollar estate and i've got my servants walking around my money like like they'll see people with like strollers i'm like oh they're walking my money right now i like to keep it rotating
0: that is amazing. I love, I love that persona, and I really hope it happens for you because I want yeah, to see that. I want to <laughs> see that. Too, me too. <laughs> you got to keep this room though. Yep, you exactly. Keep the, like, yep. <laughs> it's
1: just sitting inside of this palace, this modern palace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to make the common folk feel yes. better. I love yes. it. Yes. Yep. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about, because I did, see, I did notice something when I was watching the music video that I don't think I noticed before. You were playing an Epiphone. Have you always yep. been playing Epiphone?
1: um so i first played gibson when i was a kid i was super lucky my dad got me a gibson Les ball custom i still have that one over there when i was like 11 12 when he saw i was interested in music gibson never talked to me because they didn't they were weren't really interested in talking to like metal bands or young metal bands small metal right. bands for years and it was on the let me think which record on in waves i was invited to the german offices because the german people were the ones that were signing up metal bands and we were doing pretty well there so they decided to take me on and they said hey do you want to?" i was talking about century guitars and i said i want to make one that's affordable that i get to spec everything out about it the same one that i use the same one people can buy and i remember being a kid and like looking at my favorite guitar players guitar i'm like oh man it's only you know 800 bucks and then you pick it up and you're like oh this isn't the same one that he plays right. so then i was able to make one with epiphone it took us about a year and It was 2013 that we launched it, so we launched my signatures back then. And yeah, so I use 100% my Epiphones on stage, on records, at home. I'm free to use whatever I've got. To, I collect from a bunch of different brands. Got a bunch of Gibsons, right. but I love love using my Epiphones. The last three records have all been Epiphones, 100% of the rhythm guitars, which is pretty crazy that the quality oh, is yeah. that level now.
0: Yeah, especially. I mean, I know I know how recording can be, and sometimes a certain song requires a certain axe, you know, like it, yep. uh, to, to, to get what you want out of it. And sometimes that means you got to go to the vault and find a 1970s guitar, you know, something, something that was made at the time that you want that you're trying to, to depict. Um, and you can't, you can't always use your, your signature on everything. Like I've, yep. I have a signature bass with Schechter and I, I and honestly on some of the studio stuff, I play everything live with the Schechter stuff, but um, you know, it, it there's some times when it's just like, this isn't getting the exact sound that we need. I might have to get this 1972 uh, P bass in here to, to really get this sound that I'm trying to get, you know? Yep. Um, Absolutely. So that's interesting that, that, that you were able to do all the rhythms on those epiphones. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. I'm really,
1: really lucky. And I was, I was able to use them. They were, they were prototypes at the time, but now they're about to be released, uh, Fishman's. So I've got like signature Fishman's, and I, I find that every single guitar I put those in, it makes it sound more like me than other pickups. So it's, it's like finding that like, golden gear. But then, like I said, on stream, it's about collecting interesting things. Like I just had an amazing nine-string guitar built for me by this builder out of Holland called Red Larry. Nine-string. Nine-string guitar. I'll show it to you.
0: What, 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 are, the, what are the natural notes? What is it, what's it tuned to? holy shit it goes even lower
1: yeah so it's a bass b it's a bass b flat if you double tune it so this is as low as a bass as low as string but this thing is freaking insane so this guy builds like two yeah. guitars a year he built a guitar for me and a guitar for frederick from meshuga and i love it so i've just been screwing around making weird music with this like it's my goal in life to score doom so I'm doing everything I can to get the next Doom. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know that yet, but I'm they don't trying. Know, you
0: know. All right, well yeah, we'll, so now we'll I'm try ready. and get the word out. Uh, Matt, yes. Matt Hayfe wants to wants yes. to score Doom. So the whole damn thing. Yep. I don't the, everyone in your chat, everyone here watching on Drinks with Johnny, make sure you go spam uh, Doom and let them know that uh, there's a dude that wants to do it. Yes,
1: because I've I've wanted to score that since the first one. Uh, actually in our song off the crusade tread the floods, I reference Doom and I say I'm knee deep in the dead, and that was one of the difficulty levels. So it's like proof that I'm a yeah. geek, geek through and through.
0: Yeah. You're, you're, you've been gaming for a while though. I know that about you. That's, that's been something since I was about four, four or yeah. five is when I beat the first Mario. I think <laughs> you actually beat the first Mario. I oh never, yeah. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> I, I, I got to find the picture. I'm always, like, I would always have her take pictures when I beat a game or like film it. So that was like old school, wow. early YouTube Twitch basically.
0: Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Have you seen the Netflix like gamers thing though? You know, where they, 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 they go back to like the, the early nineties when, when they had those, Nintendo, I haven't seen that one uh, yet. Yeah. You got to go check it out. It's really interesting. Cause it's, it's the, it is like the birth of making an esports. sports you yeah. know, like, like, and it's funny cause I forgot that they had those competitions and you see like, yeah. these 10, 12 year old kids competing on a Nintendo, you know, and, and insane. a bunch of Nintendos on these shitty little monitors set up like in a, in a big, like, convention hall, you know, I love like, it. I love it. It was really interesting to uh, it. was really interesting to watch, but um, I love that stuff. I I've saw to... you, I saw your kid running around in the back there. So oh, you uh... saw him
1: out there. Yeah. he, <laughs> <laughs> he got out, it got out again, but it's, it's funny. Like, um, I've never seen like natural, cause I'm not naturally strong. I'm not a strong person. That's why I do a martial art where you don't have to be strong. Um, but my son is naturally strong. Like the fact mm-hmm. that he dragged a 25 pound kettlebell when he was like one, that's insane. But my daughter, I think is going to be a grappler like she will take his back and start to choke him and it'll take both of us parents to try to pry her little arms off his neck. And he's like, Turn him. it's scary, but it's also kind of cool. Like, hey, this she's got it built into her. Or she'll like pin him pin him in side control and he cannot move her, even though he's significantly stronger. So I think she's going to be a grappler. And I'm very do excited you, about that. Do
0: you grapple with her?
1: um i will I will take like
0: like fun yeah obviously. i'll take both of
1: their backs like i'll put them in body triangle and hold them really tight i won't choke them but i'll start taking yeah. them tell them to get out akira <laughs> just kind of laughs and just like lays there but mia actually gets out every single time
0: wow that's and impressive
1: one of my black belts uh one of my guys at my gym would told told me when your kids are in diapers teach them about the guard so and after i changed their diaper i'd kind of like teach them about keeping me away with their legs like showing the concept of guard very early so hopefully We'll see if they don't like yeah. it. I won't make, I won't make them stick with well, it. Yeah. But we don't, if they we, do we
0: don't, we don't force our kids to do anything. Right. Exactly. Just, the, you give them all the options and yep. say, go find something that you enjoy doing. That's all, exactly. That's, all you, that's your only job. Exactly. <laughs> well That, keep, that keeping them alive, I guess is probably.
1: Yes. The oh, that's, the, that's the hard part, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hard part.
0: <laughs> oh, I know that struggle is very real. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I know that I uh, already took more of your time than, uh, than was allotted, but I uh, really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, man. And, uh, I hope the I hope the guys on uh, your on your stream enjoyed it as well. And uh,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And if you ever start, man, just let, let me know if you ever have any questions. But I think you just doing exactly what you're doing and just like talking to your chat before and after, after good yeah. to go. Yeah, I think that just would be the idea. Pull up. Yeah. And then you just upload the final content on your
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think that's what's going to happen. I'm going to finish out this season, though, and then say I always take a I always take a holiday break through the through the holidays and then start filming again in January and then release in February. So that I, cause I, this is a fun gig for me. This isn't like, I'm not making any money on this. This is just fun for me to do. Yeah. It's amazing. So, and I love it. I love it. It was yeah. an awesome chat, man. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate your time. Uh, go ahead and email me through, uh, through Tim and then we can Heck exchange yeah. numbers.
1: Okay. Yeah. Are you with sound talent? I am. Awesome. Yeah. Cause um, I was curious, about I was curious about how you like them because I was thinking about maybe doing something with them
0: someday. They, yeah. Assume. They've been good. They've been good. I mean, you just. It's easy. <laughs> they they have yeah. they have everything automatically set up for you. Damn. You just upload the stuff. It's it's they, they make it really easy on you.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. Awesome, yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah, please stay in touch. let's uh, trade contacts and all that and I guess. Yeah, all right. All man. right, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a much. good one. Cheers. All right, take care, man.
0: See you later. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Matt for being on the show. And if you guys are looking for more drinks with Johnny, it's easy. Head over to drinks with you'll find a way to sign up for our filthy animal membership offers a lot of bonus material you get these these episodes easy enough for me to say uh early ad free all those wonderful things and you get to be part of our very fun discord there's like a whole family over there and uh it's been awesome we play games together we get fucking pretty filthy over there so if that sounds like something you're into head over to drinkswithjohnny.com sign up for that membership and then uh subscribe right here And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, That's also where you have a new members area that we've set up. And uh, again, you get a lot of bonus content over there and early access to it. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. If you want to show support, I really appreciate it. Follow us on all those social media outlets, whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) Um, Just having a lot of fun with this. As I said at the top, just reconnecting with an old friend. And uh, having a platform to share that with you guys has been really cool. So if you're enjoying it, as I said, just show the love as you know how on on, uh, all the social media stuff. And uh, uh, someone teach me how to do that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, thanks again. And uh, until next time, as always, cheers.
2: Hi, this is Paul Phelps.